Today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, the Friday edition, we've got a, uh, a Hall of Fame pitcher who's now a color analyst for Major League Baseball team. He may lose his job over really a very silly, stupid little thing. We've got uh, some former Kraft Heinz workers, three of them to be specific, who are claiming racism, abuse, threats, and everything else. And they're seeking $30 million in a lawsuit for what happened years ago. Does your BS meter just go off too? Uh, we've got, uh, I guess she's an entertainer, singer, I don't know, Lizzo, uh, who's again caught up in this this fake argument about fat people being mocked for being fat. And we're trying to straighten that out a little bit. And are rattlesnakes just uh, just really screwing with us with their rattling? There's a new study that says something very interesting and discovers something very interesting about when a rattlesnake shakes his tail to warn what could be a threat. Very interesting stuff. And yeah, we've got some audio from Nicole Wallace and uh, a... a a total nutcase who's supposed to be a national security uh, expert that uh, opines for MSNBS every once in a while, where Nicole Wallace obviously works. Hack alert, my friends. And yeah, they're going to smear you and demonize you for some nutcase lying about having a bomb. They're trying to smear us all with the same broad brush of fake racism, my friends. Stick with me. Time to kick the pig. Get ready for the weekend. It's going to be a fun ride, my friends. And away we go, my friends. Let's start out with something I didn't reference in the open. And that is, what did President Mumbles, Team Mumbles, when did they know, what did they know, when did they know it about the threat of really disaster in Afghanistan and how they handled the coming withdrawal of troops? And it uh, doesn't look really 
really good for the Biden administration. Doesn't look like they're really qualified to to make popcorn. And I'm talking about the Orville Redenbacher that all you have to do is hit a button and pop it for X amount of time. I'm talking about the one that even has their own butter pour over with it. Apparently, these morons can't handle that because CBS News has found some some interesting things about this, folks. Uh, very interesting things, in fact. Let's let's uh, see this little bit. They bothered to cover it for a couple minutes this morning. They they really didn't want to go that deep in uncovering the incompetence of the Biden administration, but they got into it a little bit, and the the surface that they did brush. Not looking good, my friends. Here, take a listen. There's new evidence that the Biden administration received a stark warning about the Taliban's imminent takeover. The Wall Street Journal reports a State Department memo told Secretary of State Tony Blinken last month that the Afghan government could collapse after the troop withdrawal scheduled to end on August 31st. The paper says the classified cable dated July 13th came from a group of diplomats at the U.S. Embassy in Kabul. It urged the department to start pulling Americans out of the country before the troops were gone. The Biden administration now says it's focused on getting every American and Afghans who assisted the U.S. out of the country. The president's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, told Nora O'Donnell yesterday that the administration does not know how many Americans. So basically, Team Mumble's got a very serious warning from some diplomats in the middle of July, middle of last month, saying, hey, you need to be worried of this. This government may, may just fall flat on its face, which it has, obviously. It may fold up like a bunch of cheap tents, which it did, obviously. So please, before we pull too many troops out, let's get people evacuated. And remember what Biden said? The president, Team Mumbles, the head of Team Mumbles, President Mumbles said what? Oh, we did. It's totally shocking. I didn't see this coming. Uh, no one could have predicted this. Blah, 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 blah. Incompetence, my friend. That's what this is. Complete total and utter comp, uh, incompetence. And it's not a question of if people who helped us, Afghans who helped us, will be sacrificed and left behind. It's not a question of if that will happen. It's how many it will happen to. And perhaps U.S. troops, too, still there. Uh, I mean, troops have to be sent back in. Why were they pulled out? There should have been enough force there to get everything out, so we wouldn't have to sacrifice billions of dollars or millions, hundreds of millions. I'm not even sure how much in military hardware that the Taliban has access to now. And that will cost American lives. Watch, watch it happen. You think the Taliban's already disarming the populace. They're already hunting down anyone who didn't, well, who fought against them. They're threatening families of people who are, in other countries saying you come back or else your family dies. This could have been avoided in large part if team Biden had just used common sense. Maybe if general Milley wasn't worried about trigger warnings and being woke and understanding the quote threat of white supremacy, maybe if he were competent, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe if president 
uh, Biden and his team was competent, it wouldn't happen. But it did happen. It is happening. When you elect fools, this is what happens. And don't tell me they had all the contingency covered like Team Biden is trying to say. Oh, we covered all the angles. We had everything. All the I's were dotted. The T's were crossed. Contingencies covered. Bullshit. And now we see from what's happening. It's total BS what they're spewing. Bovine excrement, if you prefer a nicer way to say it. And yeah, they did see it coming. They did have direct warning, apparently. And they just did not one damn thing about it. Wow. Welcome to, uh, welcome to Obama's third term. And maybe even worse than if Obama was actually serving a third term. This might be worse because uh, it ain't Joe Biden calling the shots. I guarantee you that. He's being used. He's in there because he can be controlled. He can be directed here and there. As long as he gets snappy time and enough ice creams, it's fine. Kamala Harris, who the hell knows where she is. Uh, but uh, someone's someone's running the show, and it ain't really Joe Biden. And no matter who it is, it's an abysmal performance. Now, let's move on, my friends. We had the idiot, moron, knuckle-dragging, paste-eating, paint-huffing dipshit. I'm sorry. Excuse my French. Shouldn't curse. My grandma would hit me with a switch if she heard me. She'd tell me to go get a hickory like she did when I was, I think, six. And one of my older cousins thought it was funny to teach me a, a dirty song. And I knew no better, so I went in the house singing this dirty song, and my grandma immediately threatened to wash my mouth out with soap and told me to go get a hickory, which means go get a switch off a tree so she could spank your legs. Uh, but enough about, about my grandma's corporal punishment regimen. This guy who threatened to had a bomb, he was going to blow up something in the Capitol. He didn't have anything, a functioning brain included. Well, of course, the... The, uh, the left is going to use that in the media and media hacks like Nicole Wallace, who used to pretend to be a Republican and have standards. You know, pinheads like her are going to use it to try to smear uh, conservatives and paint us all as a bunch of crazed threats to national security, would-be terrorists. And, of course, she did on, uh, on her show on MSNBS. And uh, she had a guest who was equally equally involved and, and invested in spreading this lies about the right. And you can listen to this clown, Frank Frank Figliozzi, I believe is how you pronounce his name. If you remember, I, I covered this on the blog a while back. There was an event, a, a day coming up that President Trump, he's still president at the time, and there was a number eight was involved. And this idiot spent minutes and minutes and minutes uh, telling us how the Nazis, Hitler and the Nazis were so obsessed with the number eight. And look at Trump, the number eight here. And it connect the dots here. And oh, my God. Talk about wacko conspiracy theories. Uh, if I can find that video somewhere, I will... Uh, 
I will put it back on the dailygator.com. Maybe I can find the actual post I did to show you how bat, bat, you know what crazy this clown is. But you can listen to uh, Nicole Wallace, and he, he, he begins by blaming everyone who's, well, who's just like the guy who, who faked the bomb scare. And listen closely to the types of people he blames for this kind of thing. And listen to the kind of people he tries to lump in with this psycho who had no bomb. Just take a listen, my friends. Just take a listen. And then Nicole Wallace will follow with her hyperventilation over nothing and her fake outrage. Uh, Just take a listen. But let's rattle it off. The anti-mask. The anti-vaccine, the January 6th political prisoner notion, the notion that Ashley Babbitt is some kind of martyr for the cause that needs to be avenged. And now that Trump will come back and a rally is going to happen this weekend in Alabama. Um, All of this is going to happen. And then a major rally that's been permitted already in the District of Columbia later in September. All of this is causing a kind of online radicalization that, quite frankly, I've not seen since my days working Al-Qaeda ISIS. It's the radicalization to violence. It's online. It's the desire to be a part of something greater than yourself and your willingness to act out violently because of your beliefs. Frank, let me just follow up. And and I, I share the discomfort and this sort of tension about amplification. But I think that the, some of that discomfort is is how we're here because on the right you know i, I want to mention one other topic and again i'm not going to play it i watched it um i'm not going to show it but but the other topic is a, a lot of complaints about undocumented immigrants what is being broadcast night after night on other networks as we cover the withdrawal from afghanistan uh, a, a fear-mongering about refugee resettlement i mean it is a pipeline to a whole lot of people that are not inspired to violence but for he and she who are inspired to violence, there is a, a, a direct line from the disinformation and the fear-mongering and right-wing media. And, and take note, Mr. Uh, Mr. Frank, the, the nutcase there, blamed uh, or lumped in people who are anti-vax, anti-science uh, with this guy. So this is the same, you're the same kind of person. If you haven't been vaccinated yet, then you're the same kind of guy who would fake having a bomb or threaten to blow up something in D.C. and demand that Biden uh, step down whatever this guy was, was asking for. The smearing of everyone who is conservative. Every time anything happens, the left takes the opportunity to smear everybody who's on the right. Everybody, uh, folks, that's just the way it is. Get used to it and and spread the word around. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are some there are some people I have uh, uh, read posts from before, and it's like, you're just an idiot. You're so far nutcaseville. Why don't you keep listening to Alex Jones? Maybe you can go and marry Alex Jones or something, uh, you know, that kind of nutbaggery but conservatives who are concerned about issues like illegal immigration like border security uh, like people coming into the country 
like uh, the 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 threats that porous borders gets this country. People who are concerned with too much government. People who are concerned. You remember what they did to the Tea Party? Tea Party, the most peaceful people ever. And they were they were again the left smeared them like a bunch of radical nuts, just like they are here, just like they're trying to smear every conservative as if they were involved in the idiots' actions on January 6th. That's just what the left does. And now, my friends, damn it. Let's move on to something else, something more entertaining. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm sorry. Let's talk about rattlesnakes. And there's a story I came across. uh, Apparently was posted mail online by Ryan Morrison a few hours ago. But in case you didn't know, the Daily Mail tells us that rattlesnakes make use of sudden loud rattling to warn predators. If you're a threat, they will rattle. And that's a sign of, hey, there's something very bad over here. Animals all have these types of behaviors. Cobras, that's why cobras will will flare their hood and raise up. They make themselves larger, more intimidating, and snakes will hiss You know, bears will do certain things. Uh, Every animal will give you a symbol of of, uh, reason to understand they're getting agitated. You're scaring them. And it's their way of saying, back off. Don't come around me. But apparently, apparently, according to this new study, rattlesnakes are doing this to trick humans into thinking they are closer to the venomous vipers than they really are. Hmm, so maybe the rattlesnake is uh, is picking up on you being around when you're a little further away and they want to really get out there and say, get away from me, don't come over here. I've run into rattlesnakes and the wild, uh, I was hiking, had my dog with me in uh, Cedar Hill State Park in Texas years ago, and I'm just looking at the ground in front of me, as I kind of generally did, I looked around, but especially on the ground, uh, I just happened to see a rattlesnake about 10 feet in front of me going across the, uh, going across the trail there. And I just stopped and held the dog back so the dog wouldn't mess with the snake and get bit. And the snake went on his way and I had some time to see that he was gone. I went on hiking. Um, so I know better than to mess with snakes, but if you've ever heard a rattlesnake, that's a that's a scary sound because you know what that means. It's one of those things that gives people and, and I guess animals who predators caution. It's like that you're 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 that moment of fear when you hear something and, and you know that it could be bad. But this abrupt switch to a high frequency mode, this study reveals, was previously assumed to be a simple warning signal. Used to let again other species know they were getting too close. However, it is in fact a more complex communication signal than first thought, according to the team from the University of Graz, which is in Austria. Uh, the snakes use the shift in sound level to make another species think they are closer than they really are to provide the viper with a distant safety margin if it has to act. It is done to mess with distance perception of the approaching creature, including humans, so they can no longer accurately estimate how far away the snake is. 
there are predators for rattlesnakes. There are animals who, who hunt snakes. They will eat a snake. Uh, birds of prey included. So that's kind of cool. Now rattlesnakes a little little more advanced than we thought. That warning system. Apparently they uh, the, the snake wants you to know they're around and uh, are not looking uh, to have a conversation with you or any type of interaction with you. And again, when you're hiking out in the woods, if there if there are snakes there. Uh, you got to be careful. You got to listen for things. Look, uh, typically I have always seen any venomous snakes I've come in contact with. I've seen them before I heard any type of rattling or anything, but again, I'm always, I was taught to look around, watch where you're stepping, watch where you're reaching. Uh, that's how the majority of people get bit. They, they reach somewhere where they can't really see and there's something there could be a spider if it's in your house or around your house could be a snake could be a rattlesnake could be a copperhead so just be careful folks and uh the rattlesnake's a little smarter than they thought i think they're just messing with us frankly i think they have little cocktail parties in the evening so oh, you should have seen this guy today <laughs> oh yeah uh his name was frank figliozzi or something i really scared though you know what out of him he started calling me a right winger and I don't know. So I was on a flag and was going to attack people. January, I don't know. He's on MSNBC. He's crazy. Even rattlesnakes know that, my friends. Now, I, I don't think I've ever heard a song by, I guess I'll call her an artist, uh, Lizzo. But Lizzo is a very flamboyant person. And there's a video of her on Instagram. She's, I think, playing the flute. And she's got, like, uh, really high leather knee-high boots on. In fact, it's like mid-thigh high boots. And uh, way too little clothing on other parts of her body for a lot, most people. Okay. And... This has always bothered me. A person like her will go in and show a lot of skin that ain't nobody really wants to see, if you know what I'm saying. It's not a pretty sight. That's the reason, I mean, I wouldn't wear, well, there's several reasons I wouldn't wear a cut-off shirt. But my overreaching belly, and, you know, I'm 55, pushing 56. I wouldn't go out when... Uh, of real tight shirts and this and that. It's just not, no one wants to see that. I'm not in the shape to offer that view because, okay. So, but people like Lizzo, they put themselves out there. And then when people comment and they know damn well, people are going to comment, they get all butthurt about it, offended. And let me tell you in Lizzo's case, butthurt is a really, really, really big deal. And I don't have any angst or anger. I didn't know who any song by this entertainer. But it does irk me when people wear less clothing and then they remark that other people might make a remark. Okay, look, if you want to walk around naked as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. If you want to, you know... Uh, Go in your backyard and put a bikini on or nothing and, and sunbathe. It's not my business. 
But there's always the people who have no business wearing that kind of thing. And then people look at them and they get offended. All right, especially if someone makes a remark. I mean, in a perfect world, yeah, you just shut up and not comment. But when you're going to go out there and make a spectacle of yourself, Lizzo, people are going to comment. So no one has a right to, to bellyache and bitch when people comment. Okay, maybe they really shouldn't, but you know they're going to. So don't then pretend to be a victim. And I believe Lizzo has pretended to, well, use the, the body shaming argument. Um, and again, why you want to body shame people? I've always thought that, that if a woman's attractive and she's just attractive, she's just dressed normally. Or, or if she's overweight, it doesn't matter what anyone looks like. If they're dressed appropriate for the situation and you don't like the way they look, who cares what you like? And, yeah, there's, there's a problem with a lot of people who think they have a right to really say coarse things about women, uh, you know, the way they look. Uh, and it's, uh, it's something that I hope if you're a woman – don't take it seriously. The guys are jerks. And if you're out there really looking to get attention because of the way you look, don't bitch when people comment on it. Okay, don't. I think there's a line there somewhere. It's okay to, to go to and see someone's picture they put on Instagram and they're looking really hot. And you say, you look great. If I comment like that, I always try to say you look lovely whatever i don't say coarse or vile or kind of you know nasty things because that's not the person i am and that's not the way you should behave and guess what if a really hot actress or singer or news anchor whatever if if they go out and they put that picture out there you think saying something really really uh really nasty to them is going to, they think they're going to want to hook up with you. They're not. And Lizzo, God bless you. Good luck with your career. But damn woman, ain't nobody want to see that. I just got to say that. And I'm speaking as someone who, yeah, no one wants to see that from me either. Especially playing the flute. So there, I've got my, uh, my cultural my uh, what a pop culture reference in today. Now there's a lawsuit against Kraft Heinz. Apparently Heinz and Kraft got together and got married and had a really big corporate baby called Kraft Heinz. And Business Insider reports that there are three former Kraft Heinz workers. They are all black. Uh, that they claim they faced racist abuse and threats. And managers told them to keep their heads down or else they could join the unemployment line. They're seeking a $30 million lawsuit to be rewarded to them so they could be rich and happy. I don't know if any, that's $30 million, how much were they making? I mean, that's a lot of money. Even split three ways, that's $10 mil a piece. But here's the, the highlights of it. Black former employees claimed that uh, there were racist incidents with, and the management responded with apathy and inaction. 
Other staff called the employees racist slurs and drew swastikas on their lockers, the lawsuit said. Kraft Heinz told Insider that it investigated the allegations at the time and cooperated with law enforcement. Now, if law enforcement was called, someone did something. Did the employees call law enforcement? I don't know. Three former black Kraft Heinz employees, again, a $30 million lawsuit against the food manufacturer saying that other staff called them the N-word, drew swastikas on their locker. I find that very very hard to believe that that happened a and b if it did happen which i have my doubts i'm just saying that management did nothing about it again i have my doubts and i'm not calling these people liars and and if they were treated that way they deserve something from Kraft Heinz. okay Uh, inexcusable People should, if they're still working there and they're still management, they ought to be shit canned. Uh, but again, I have my doubts because this is one of those those situations where you hear something, you react, and then you find out later that this supposed hate crime was really a fake hate crime, like the Bubba Wallace news thing. And let's face it, right now, being a victim of racism or discrimination in America can make you some big damn dollars. So maybe you get an attorney, some, you know, really slick attorney. Maybe you can get some cash. Maybe Kraft Heinz will say, you know what, let's make this go away as bad publicity. We'll give them a few millage. We'll settle, you know, give them a couple, three million dollars each or something. Who knows? And again, I'm not calling them liars. And they deserve, uh, I guess, the opportunity to seek uh, seek fair compensation if they were treated that way. But, again, I have my doubts. So keep your eye on the story because I have my doubts. I've just seen too many fake hate crimes on all levels, too many fake accusations thrown out there by someone or some folks who were just trying to cash in on the, the racial victimhood or gender victimhood, or sexual orientation victimhood mentality we have going, where being a victim can be more valuable than gold. So we'll see. Uh, The law firm handling this is Sanford Heisler Sharp. They filed the lawsuit on behalf of former employees, and I'm not going to mention their names. It's in the story if you want to read it. Uh, In the Eastern District of California, and the lawsuit said Kraft Heinz dairy plant in Tolaire, California, was rife with anti-black slurs, innuendos, threats, and discrimination. And they say racist behavior continued the entire time they worked at Kraft Heinz between 2012 to 2018. And apparently it was so grievous that it took them between three to nine years to file a lawsuit over it. But uh, who knows? It could be... Uh, could be justifiable that they're suing. Who knows? We'll see. Now let's talk about Jack Morris. Never heard of Jack Morris? If you're a big-time Major League Baseball fan, you remember Jack Morris as the guy who pitched two t- or helped uh, two teams win World Series by pitching them there. One was the Minnesota Twins. The other was, I believe, the Detroit Tigers. So in 84 for the Tigers and 91 for the Twins. Uh, Morris won game seven of the 891 World Series against the Braves. 
And the guy may maybe I feel most bad for out of that game was the Atlanta Braves starting pitcher, Tom Glavin. He pitched nine shutout innings in game seven of the World Series. And his team lost one nothing in ten innings. I mean, you gotta that's gotta be it for a major league pitcher to pitch absolutely that devastatingly great and lose. It's it's gotta bother. But Jack Morris outpitched uh, pitched as well as he did. And eventually the twins squeezed a run home and, and won game seven and took the World Series that year in ninety one. But Jack Morris is now a color commentator for the Detroit Tigers. He's also Detroit Tigers Hall of Famer, and I believe in Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Uh, but he's now a TV analyst for Tigers games. He has been suspended indefinitely Wednesday by Bally Sports Detroit after using an accent often used among Asian people as Shoei Otani came to bat in Tuesday night's game. If you're not keeping up with baseball, Shoei Otani plays for uh, the Angels, and he is phenomenal. He's a very excellent pitcher, and typically great pitchers aren't great hitters. In fact, most great pitchers uh, really can't hit a, a little girl's softball pitch. They're almost that bad. But Shoei Itani can knock the you-know-what off the baseball. He can pitch his you-know-what off. He's phenomenal. And uh, I believe this is his first year in the majors. And he is Japanese, and he is a dynamic player, and he has incredible, incredible to watch this guy pitch and play. But this is what happened. Matt Shepard, who does play-by-play uh, on the Tigers network there. He asked Morris because Morris obviously was a pitcher. So Shoei Atani is coming up the bat. So the, the play by play guy for the Tigers says, Hey, Jack Morris, color guy, you were a major league pitcher. What would you do? What strategy should be used for pitchers facing Otani? Who's not only a great pitcher, but an excellent hitter. He leads the league, by the way, with 39 home runs. So he's got power, too. But as he came to bat in the sixth inning against the L.A. Angels, or for the L.A. Angels, uh, this uh, this uh, gentleman, Matt Shepard, the play-by-play guy, asked Morris, the color commentator, what do you do? How do you handle this? Because, again, Morris, a major league uh, or a Hall of Fame pitcher, so he should know. And... Morris responded with, be very, very careful. And I assume he did it in some type of Japanese accent, which I'm not really good at doing, so I'm not going to try to. But the story says he used pronunciations that many found offensive. Okay, if he said this about Mr. Otani, the only person that, that should matter if he's offended or not should be Otani. No one else. He didn't say it about anybody else. This business of having a, a giant group be offended. Oh, my God, I can't go to work tomorrow. I'm going to have to take a month off. I, I need therapy. Oh, my God. He, went, he said, oh, my God. Somebody help me. I need therapy now. Because someone did an accent that might mock someone's nationality. And I'm not saying that's cool. I'm not saying you should do that. But I'm saying before people get suspended and watch, Morris will lose his job over this. I guarantee it. 
and that's sad because that's just something that shouldn't cost you your your career. That's that's ridiculous. That's more offensive than anything Jack Morris said. And Morris less said later on the telecast that he had not intended any offense. This is the statement Morris issued. Well, well, folks, Shoei Atani is coming to the plate, and it's been brought to my attention, and I sincerely apologize if I offended anyone, especially anybody in the Asian community, for what I said about pitching and being careful to Shoei Atani. Uh, I did not intend for any offensive thing, and I apologize if I did. I certainly respect and have the utmost respect for this guy, and don't blame a pitcher for walking him. So Morris, the next time Otani came to bat, he apologized. And he didn't, again, pretty obvious to me, he didn't mean anything. He didn't really think about it. So should someone lose their job for that? I don't think so. I don't think he should have been suspended, frankly. I think the Tigers organization should have said, uh, Mr. Morris apologized during the game. We feel that's enough. And Shoei Otani basically said, he didn't take any offense. So it is Bally Sports Detroit, which has the broadcast responsibilities and contract with the Tigers. And they said in an email to the Washington Compost that it is extremely disappointed with the remarks analyst Jack Morris made during last night's Tigers game. Jack has been suspended indefinitely from Tigers broadcast and will be undergoing bias training. Oh, God, here we go. Brainwashing, in other words, to educate him on the impact of his comments. Look, remember when I was a little kid, I remember sticks and stones may break my bones. Words will never hurt me. Now, of course, words can hurt. Words can really hurt. But this, in this case, I'm sorry. I don't see any need to really send this guy to bias training. He said something kind of off the cuff. And when we take the ability away from people to speak kind of freely, we don't do society any benefits. We do it a great disservice, frankly. Um, and how he can be, this is still from Bally Sports Detroit, commenting on the suspension of uh, Jack Morris, and how he can be a positive influence in a diverse community. We have a zero tolerance policy for bias or discrimination, and DP apologized for his insensitive remark. Uh, the Tigers made an email statement to the Washington Post, uh, said they take immense pride in honoring the diverse cultures that make up our players, coaching staff, front office, fan base, and community. We are deeply disappointed by the comments made by Jack Morris during the broadcast last night, and we fully support Valley Sports Detroit's decision and their ongoing commitment to ensure that all personnel are held to the highest standards of personal conduct. Uh, and again, all the usual suspects came out and uh, made a really big deal over it. Uh, ESPN's June Lee, I'm not sure who that is. I don't watch ESPN very much anymore. Uh, he said, he tweeted this actually, the fact that this type of lazy racism instead of energetic racism, I guess that would be okay. I don't know. But lazy racism keeps popping up around Shoei Otani, speaks to so much of the media as being apathetic and lacking any empathy toward the AAPI for you not keeping up with the label makers of the left. That's Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders experience. 
it's impossible for Jack Morris to play something like this off as a, sorry if you were offended. What's wrong with that? That's called an apology. That used to be enough in this country. If you said something and you realize that it might have hurt someone's feeling or it did hurt their feelings and you apologize, somehow that's not good enough. People have to lose their careers now. Maybe Jack Moore should be publicly flogged. Maybe he should be shot. Maybe he should be, what, burned at the stake? What would be enough repercussions for this man to satisfy ESPN's uh, esteemed expert on everything, apparently, Rachel June Lee, who I, again, have never heard of, so I don't know anything about June Lee, except the maybe a bit hypersensitive. Uh, Pablo Torre, also of ESPN, tweeted, Tell me you have zero Asian friends without telling me you have zero Asian friends. As he shared the clip of uh, Morse's comment and then his apology. How do you know about the friends of Jack Morse? You know, a lot of Asian people, a lot of all people, regardless of their skin color, probably can take a joke and say, you know what, man, I understand. I didn't, he didn't mean anything. It's cool. I remember saying something to an Asian friend of mine years and years ago, uh, and I was joking, and and they acted like they were a little hurt over it. I said, look, I didn't mean anything by it. They said, you know what? I know you don't. And that was it. No one had to lose a job. No one had to get sensitivity training. No one had to be reeducated. No one was shot uh, in the stomach with a, with a uh, squirt gun full of acid or anything else. No one was kicked in the testicles. No one had to grovel. No one had to lose their career. None of that happened. And you know what? Life went on. Again, how pathetic, my friends. How absolutely pathetic that we we are still uh, going through this. And June Lee, by the way, is a staff writer for ESPN and well, if you go to his Twitter feed, you can see he looks looks kind of like a little sensitive crybaby, frankly. But uh, I hope Jack Morris does not lose his job over this. And then there's uh, Pablo Torre, of course, who is a TV analyst. He's been covering the Tigers since 2015 and uh, is a baseball Hall of Famer. Won 254 games his 18-year major league career. And, of course, some viewers wanted him fired immediately. Oh, how sad. We are that that invested in, in, uh, in being that sensitive. Sad. Very, very sad. But that's, that's the world we live in, folks. And that's it for me. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend. If you want to contribute to DailyGator.com or the Daily Gator Daily Thought for a monthly subscription, go to anchor.doughagan. You can sign up for a X amount of dollars to be donated to my, my, my strenuous work here. Uh, and you can do it that way if you want to give a one-time subscri- uh, donation, rather. That would be great. Just go to thedailygator.com. First post, hit the button that says uh, buy now, links to my PayPal page, and do your thing there. If you do, thank you. If not, that's okay. Again, enjoy your weekend. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Morning, news, or noon, or night, whenever you do. Remember, three golden rules of life, my friend. God bless America. If you're left, you're just not right. And, yes, go Gators. College football season eight.
days away. Thank you, Lord, for that. Y'all be good. Take care. And for God's sakes, don't offend anybody. It could mean the death penalty soon. Take care, my friends.